So when can I come? Can uh, Dr. Christopher preach it? And when the service is over, they can get in line to talk to him for a second while I sit in line and complete my turn. I walked up, shook his hand, and I said, Dr. Christopher, my name is Jay Merritt. I'm a student at Southwestern Seminary. And uh, I just want to shake your hand. Will you grab me a First words out of his mouth, son, would you like to help me with this? I said, well, son, of course, I'm thinking he probably means he needs to participate in seminar or something for volunteerism. He paused and did a finger spreader, then saw Jim Gutty was well. He said, let's see if you can open the door for me. walks over and he says, well, can you come in the evening instead of going into the next day? I go in and sit down and he continues to do it. I said, that's what I just told you. He starts offering me a staff position at church. I said, oh, no. I said, I don't think that's what Dr. Crystal meant. He doesn't know me from Adam. I said, besides, I already pastor a church and, and, and I'm not going to be here much longer, about another month, and I'm leaving to go to Virginia to go to Bible school. Well, he said, well, that's what most of you ever thought about going to church or college. I said, sir, that Christian college only offers a bachelor's degree. I'm getting a master's degree. He said he's just started a master's program. I didn't even know what he was talking about. Right? But he said, uh, he said, would you like to be the president of the school? I said, sure. So I assumed the next day I would leave him and I would say, my name is Jay Merritt. I'm looking for a master's degree. Of course, he hadn't had one. I said, well, that's fine. Keep shaking hands. I don't think he was playing with the next day, they really had just started a master's program and it was exactly what I was looking for and so I galloped into Christian College and it was in my next to last, or my beginning of my last year that I became the pastor of the church. I met my soon to be wife
Talents. And all that he had and all his talents and all that he had and what was outstanding about him 
goes into Damascus, and while he's there, he's blinded for several days. And God tells Ananias to go and have one of his followers persuade him to call Saul to meet him at Jesus' side. And so Ananias just hears that report and says, hey,
there he leads the first Gentile to Christ, putting him in the wilderness of Arabia. And so when Peter comes back to Jerusalem, the Jewish believers there begin to give him a really hard time. What were you thinking going into the home of this Gentile? And so Peter began to begin to tell him what happened. I had this vision. God told me to go with him. I went there. I started talking to people about Jesus. And I didn't even get my sermon finished. And the Holy Spirit fell on them just like he had done on us at the day of Pentecost. And so I thought to myself, well, if God has accepted them, who am I to say that they're not acceptable? So he baptized them and joined the church. And the Jewish brothers there thought, Gentile too. So let's pick up there in Acts chapter 11. So when they heard Peter's explanation, they had no further objection, and they praised God, saying, so then, even the Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. Now those who had been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed, people, people still in there? traveled as far as Cilicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, spreading the word only among the Jews. And some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to the Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people, Gentiles, non-Jews, believed and turned to the Lord. Now, news of this reached the church in Jerusalem, and they sent who? Son of encouragement. They sent Barnabas to Antioch. And when he arrived, he saw what the grace of God had done. He was glad, and what did he do? He encouraged them. All to remain true to the Lord with all their heart. He was a good man full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were drawn to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church there in Antioch, the first Gentile church, and they taught great numbers of people, and the disciples were called saved, the church in Jerusalem goes, oh, I guess God wants to save Gentiles too. And about that time, they get a report that there is this new group of believers who are Gentiles up in Antioch in Syria. And when they heard that, they thought, wow, we were going to send up there to help them. Man, this is a different different group up there. This, this These are Gentiles. They don't know Jesus, huh? Church for them is going to be a lot different than church for us. They may speak a different language. They have different customs. They don't understand the Jewish law. They don't understand our dietary and 
Christians, they don't know how we do things. And so who am I going to send up there that's going to be able to be sensitive to them and help them grow in the Lord and navigate all of this stuff who's not going to be judgmental, who's not going to say, you know, well, that's not how we do it. And and who am I going to send? I got it. Let's send old son of encouragement. Let's send Barnabas. That guy is a lifter of people. That guy is an encourager. So they send Barnabas. And when Barnabas gets there, it says he sees the evidence of the grace of God and he begins to encourage them and he begins to lead them. We're not told this exactly, but I'm filling in the blanks on this. Barnabas, who's Jewish, he's a Levite. He's one of maybe the tribe of Levi. He's Jewish. He's there now with these Gentile believers, and he's encouraging them. This is the first Gentile church. And all of a sudden, this is a five or ten years. You go, Paul. Last time I heard, Paul was on his way to Tarsus. Influence 
goes back to the Jews. So they finish their missionary journey. They go back to Antioch. Of course, we've heard what happens there. And then sometime later, we pick up chapter 15 of Acts. Chapter 15. Sometime later, like I said, sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, Let's go back and visit the believers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. So we're beginning the second missionary journey. And Barnabas, son of encouragement, wants to take John, who's also called Mark, with him. But Paul did not think it wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued the work there with them. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas says, Mark tells Cyprus, Paul tells Silas, and left and went with my believers to the grace of the Lord. And he went from Syria to Lystra preaching the word. So they have this argument over John. Barnabas, son of encouragement, the lifter of others, the encourager, he, he believed this young man was worth investing in. He believed that a mistake that he made on the first missionary journey could not be fatal. He believed that everybody has got to learn and grow and that everybody deserves a second chance and a third chance and a fourth chance because he is an encourager. Now, it's interesting that Paul, who had been shown more grace than probably anybody in the whole church, sort of draws a line. We're not going to take him. He's abandoned us, and I can't trust him, and I'm not going to work with people I can't trust. Now, I'm not saying Paul was right or wrong, but I, what happens was that Barnabas, we don't hear any more about Paul. We don't see him around. But Barnabas, over the next several years, keeps investing in this young man.
chapter 6 and chapter 4. Thou art goodness we know, that in time of departure, even as I fought a good fight, I finished the course, I kept the faith. So he writes to Timothy and he says, Timothy, come as quickly as you can. Bring best to come to you quickly as you can. For Demas has deserted, has left, has left this world, has deserted me, has gone to Thessalonica, Crescens, has gone to Galatia, Titus, Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Tent Mark. Where have you been? familiar with what Peter taught as an eyewitness of the gospel, that the early church fathers said that the people there in Rome began to beg him to write this down. So Mark writes what he calls a memoir of Jesus. We call it the gospel of Mark. So I'm going to ask you, where would Mark have been without
because this is a believer. In the name of the Son of God, who can bestow now eternal life. Jesus says, this is eternal life, that you may know God and his Son, Jesus Christ. So you can know that you know God. You can know that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. The Bible says that this eternal life is a gift from God. Jesus who died on the cross to pay for your sins. We sang about it earlier today. It is Jesus that rose again from the dead that guarantees that your sins have been paid for and God offers you new life. You have never given your life to Jesus. You can do that right now. You can pray with me. You can come to my feet. You can whisper with your heart and with your mouth. Just invite Jesus into your life because the Bible promises that everyone who will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That means right now, instantaneously, you can know him. Pray, Lord Jesus, I call upon your name. Jesus, save me from my sins. I believe you died on the cross to pay for my sins. And I believe you rose again
Last year, we, uh, we had a goal of 450 boxes. That was by far more than we had ever taken in before. And you, by your generosity, you gave 616 boxes. That's 616 pictures and those are gone from all around the world that had to be given. So this year, we have a goal of 750 boxes. Yay. We need help to do it. We've only got three weeks to do it. All these boxes need to be turned in by November the 21st, three Sundays from today. So I want to ask you, please be prepared. If you leave today, you can pick up a box with instructions on the napkin, or you can go online. You can just get on your computer, your phone, and just go to Google or search it into Operation Christmas Child, and it will pull up just the search results, and you can look, and it will say online boxes. You can click that. You can pack a box right from your computer, right from your phone, and just walk through the steps, put in there whatever you want from a boy, a girl, what age, and everything else, and it will cost you $25. So for $25, you can touch the life of a child somewhere up your boxes and call them and make sure that they get taken care of. One final thing, starting next Sunday morning, we're changing the service time. Next Sunday is 19 Sunday. If you gain an hour of sleep, okay, next Sunday, set your clock back, and if you gain an hour, we're going to take 30 minutes of it. We're going to start 30 minutes earlier, so this service will begin at 9.30 next week, okay? And then the second service will begin at 11 o'clock. Everything else, I expect you'll be following leaders a few weeks from you. But the services starting next week, 19 Sunday, 9.30 p.m. Thank you for your patience today. I hope you've been blessed. Please pray with me as we finish. Father, I pray that today you would equip your people and challenge us all so that before this day is over, every one of us here will have been a listener of the blessing of somebody else. Encourage